From New York City, the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production present Live from America Podcast. We will make America great again. How about new, you crazy Dutch bastard? Live from America Podcast. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men... No, 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 no. Excuse me. Just so you understand. We can't be the stupid country anymore. Live from America podcast. I believe we can keep the promise of our founding. The idea that if you're willing to work hard, it doesn't matter who you are or where you come from or what you look like or where you love. It doesn't matter whether you're black or white or Hispanic or Asian or Native American or young or old or rich or poor disabled, gay, or straight, you can make it here in America if you're willing to try. It's just words, folks. It's just words. This is Live from America Podcast with Noam Dorman and Haddon Gab. I don't know what happened at the end here with my name. Okay, good evening. You didn't like the intro? I, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you didn't, you didn't warn me there was a new intro, so I wasn't paying full attention to all of a sudden I heard Marlon King talking. I was trying to surprise you. Yeah. With, okay, it was, uh, I, I was good, though. I, yeah. I'll, listen to, I'll listen more carefully next time. Please. <laughs> and then when I heard, no, 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 I thought that was Robert Kelly talking. <laughs> I did. I really did. Well, I really did. Oh, yeah. Good. good evening, and welcome to a new episode oh, of really, Live oh, from America, a podcast with Noam Dorman and Hatem Young. Uh, can can I just uh, yeah? Just, I don't know if you want Deepu. Yep. When you have a microphone shaped like this, it's supposed to be this. This is like some, like oh, is it work that way? Yeah, this is this is like a, a fake uh, radio mic. Anyway, go ahead. It Sorry. is fake radio mic. Usually when you're when you're fake radio studio, <laughs> fake radio studio. <laughs> go ahead. That's right. <laughs> so uh, anyway, it's a show where we talk about uh, politics, news, culture, everything uh, that happened in our beautiful country, our country. Do you notice that part? I don't believe it when you say it. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Our country. And that's why we have today a very special guest, uh, uh, Mr. Aaron Morris. Uh, he's the uh, executive director of I'll help you. Immigration, Immigration Equality. Equality. <laughs> and uh, he is one of the national leaders of uh, LGBT uh, law, right? Attorney in law, yeah. And he is... Uh, our guest tonight. We're going to have a lot to talk about. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you for being here. And of course, the one and only that I can never say his last name, my best friend, Steven. Calabria. Yeah, why you have to have a... Okay. I mean, is it any less easy than Gab? Or do, you, do you see me mentioning my last name ever? <laughs> no. It's less easy for him. Yeah, it is. And vice versa. It's a cultural thing. Yeah, true. Go ahead. So yeah, it's it's true. It's true. Let's let's get to the LGBTQ or LG, LGBTQ. There is a Q at the end, right? Oh, that depends on you ask, but yes. For yeah. Immigration equality there is. Oh, okay. And why is that? Uh, you know, one of our things, um, which is sort of a daily realization for us, is that we have to prove in court a person's identity. Because if you can prove that you are from a country where it's not safe to be an LGBT or Q person then you may have a political asylum claim in the U.S. Um, and the cue is the realization that sometimes people don't fit into a box well. So um, Stephen would be Q. I don't know. I don't know Stephen that well. <laughs> yeah, Stephen is. So my, my, my first question. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, can we, actually, can we just go through them? I've always wondered about this. Yeah. L is lesbian. That seems pretty easy. Yeah. Oh, that's an yeah. easy one. That's a woman who likes other women. Sure. Short mean yes? Is that short means yes? 
Well, it depends on the, the like their cultural definitions, their social definitions, and their legal definitions, right? Um, G- give a, me the the widest possible. Put all those lesbian. together. Yes, a woman who what would, what from from one end to the other. What could lesbian mean? Uh, well, so there are a lot of um, gender politics that might that a lot of women don't like. So you could be a woman who likes women who does not identify as lesbian because it's a pretty loaded term for some people but yeah generally i would say a lesbian is a woman who is romantically attracted to other women okay g exclusively g is gay uh, more or less exclusively but sexual orientation is a is is more of a spectrum than it is a 100 or a zero percent thing right like i am a gay that's pretty easy uh-huh. and i'm more or less oh. pretty like a gold star gay right i'm really gay but that's not everybody's experience. But wait, wait, wait. But gay, but lesbians are gay. <laughs> that depends on the lesbian you ask. But yeah, generally, I would say they would say that they are gay. So, so, so this really is it is like for, like it is. It's also like, well, why isn't it just G B T Q? Why why do they put L there? What's wrong with gay lesbian gay bi? I met um, a woman when I was in college, and her name was Lee. That's what the L is for, Lee. <laughs> yeah. no, it, Lee. No, it's so you're bringing your own past. <laughs> it is definitively not Lee because we were at one of the first things. You know, was 18 and was branching out, meeting new people. And then I went to this uh, this sort of very basic uh, queer positive support group at the University of Oklahoma, where I'm from, and and I met a woman who was in a biker outfit and she had short hair and i said oh you're a lesbian and she said i am absolutely not a lesbian i am a dyke <gasps> and i was like okay so now it's dlbgtq well i'm just saying <laughs> like the, one of the reasons why people have embraced q for queer which used to be a slur right like it used to be something that was a really negative term and i think a lot of older americans really struggle with that word archie bunker used to say queer he's a queer yeah he used to say a lot of things i probably wouldn't say but no uh, i'm saying so it was it was a negative term i mean archie didn't if archie said it it was kind of like a slur right yeah if i had it my way everyone would be queer because you wouldn't have to define people to such a level of specificity that it boxed them into an identity that they didn't feel was right for them but yeah okay i'll say generally yeah lesbians are women who like women gay men gay gay men who like men uh bisexual people are people who are attracted to both genders or not specifically one or the other um and transgender is an individual who was assigned a particular gender at birth that doesn't really reflect their identity and so they'll go through a transition uh to realize that identity either socially or medically or whatever mm-hmm. but that's, the- an interesting, that's an interesting way you put it actually uh, because i i I, I, it would be argumentative kind of me to, to say this, but it did occur to me that when you say they were assigned a gender at birth, they're not really assigned a gender at birth. Yes, you are. They put it on your birth certificate. Right. Well, you're, you are, I guess, but that doesn't mean you're, they, that's not assigning it to you. If it's your wrong gender, then it's assigned to you and it should have been. No, I mean, na- gen- nature assigned you the wrong gender. I mean, that, that is a very myopic view of what. Well, if if means. you if if someone is uh if you if you find at a crime scene evidence of a crime is blood and you do a DNA test, they'll say well we there was a a man or a woman was killed here. They don't. <sighs> they have no idea what your birth certificate says. That nature tells you whether it's a male or female. Your biology doesn't really nec- it it. It's related to gender, but it doesn't dictate what your gender is. So when I when so I get when I get a male puppy, I'm assigning him its gender. There, if there are trans dogs, they they do not tell you that. that my point is that trans is a psychological issue. 
but we don't assign but but gender is a scientific issue you are i mean only only a female gender can have a baby right are you confusing sex with gender uh, can 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 a can a is it can only one gender have children give birth as a matter of biological sex there is a sex that may give birth but a lot of that is science um, i'm saying but nature assigns that we we don't assign we do assign. We expect certain things. Based my on my wife's ability to have a baby was not assigned to her in the hospital. They couldn't have changed it if they wanted to. Yeah, but your wife's gender was assigned to her. She was taught to act like uh, in a certain way. She was taught to act feminine. She was taught to not at dress. birth. Yeah, since birth. Since birth, babies yeah. anyway, are born and immediately. And I, and I push back you on that too. It's not that's not even true. I'm a parent. You don't teach them how to act. It's shocking how you can't even prevent them from acting the way you'd like them to act. But, so, but I'm going to skip that over and say yeah. then we agree because yeah. whoever you are, whatever your brain tells you your gender is, that is your gender. That I agree with you. And the world should recognize and celebrate that because it's part of your fundamental identity. Yeah, I think I think the I don't know if the word gender is I think this happens a lot in and outside of this topic where a, a people who are concerned with something actually change the meaning of a word whatever that word is mm -hmm. and then they get mad that the rest of the world doesn't want to adopt that word i don't I, I mean we can is this on we can look up the dictionary definition of the word gender but i somehow suspect it will not be the meaning that you expect us to give to the word gender well i'm happy to tell you what gender should mm -hmm. be recognized as because every word has a, a nuance that changes over time go ahead that would be interesting um what you should look up is the word gender identity Ah. which is a much better explanation of what gender is. Yeah, that's a good point. I agree. So uh, let us let me ask you this. Well, and we had a little conversation downstairs. It's like being a immigration for, uh, the immigration issue for LGBT, I would assume that it's an easy case because the way they've been treated all over the world, it will be like much easier than regular, say, refugees to win a case for them here to get. Is that true? Uh, there's a big difference between an easy case and a super meritorious case. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of nations in the world where it's unsafe to be an LGBTQ person. Yeah. And so it, the case has a lot of merit. And most of them speak uh, a language that you understand, but go ahead. Yeah, Hebrew? I do. Yeah. <laughs> no, not Hebrew. <laughs> do you speak Hebrew? <laughs> no, he doesn't speak Hebrew. He's, he's your people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm not Jewish. No, um, I know. I, what, what did you tell me downstairs? You're not Jewish? You what? I told, I told you that I was from Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> no, you told pressed me, I'm, me and pressed the, me, I'm I said, other, all right, fine. I'm the, I'm the other, other way. <laughs> I'm the other one. Uh, my mother's family is Lebanese. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the, the U.S. system is both in some ways beautiful and also horrendously stacked against uh -huh. people seeking any kind of refugee status here. So we have fairly progressive laws and for LGBTQ people that we recognize those things as fundamentally protected human rights. Uh -huh. um, you know, we, we've structured our law in a way to recognize um, that you could get it if you ask voluntarily before an asylum officer or even if you are being threatened with deportation, an immigration judge can help you out. But the system also punishes people who come here in a lot of ways. So if you come to the border and you say, you know, I'm, I'm transgender, I'm from El Salvador, they, they're literally murdering all of the trans women here. Uh, America will scoop you up, put you in a detention facility where you will, you will sit for weeks and months waiting for a judge to hear your case. And if, if you are a queer identified person, if you're trans, if, if you're HIV positive, like those facilities are no different than prison. 
Yeah. And this shouldn't be a punishment for refugees. It's not a, you know, people say refugee camp like, um, you know, it's a sad place that they're they're underserved, they're under resourced. But in America, we put people in jail, uh, and they rot there. And you know the the problem we have as attorneys representing individuals in that situation is really we can see that the case will win. We win ninety nine percent of the time, um, across the board, regardless of the claim. But convincing someone to stick out jail time in order to to realize the American dream is rough, because trans women are put in men's facilities, and it's a recipe for disaster here in the states. Here in the states, oh, um, interesting. You know, gay men if if they don't tell people that they're gay in the, in these facilities, maybe they pass for as long as they can. But you know, the the healthcare is terrible. It, Jail is bad for everyone. Why are we putting people asking for our protection in that situation? It makes no sense. It costs America billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. It really tarnishes our um, ability to lead the world in human rights. Oh wow! Hey, here, here's a here's a happy note, right? By the way, you're you're right about the definition of gender. It does. It, I don't know if that's a new definition or, but it 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 does. I mean, I, I can't find out, but it it, it conforms to what you said. Go ahead. Which website did you search, Noam? I'm just kidding. Uh, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Happy, happy note. Let's a happy, a happy note, note. A happy note. When we interact with someone who has been horribly abused based, based on who they are, and they come to the United States because they're really looking for recognition, for the ability to live openly, to live freely, to have a family, to have all the things we take for granted, right? Um, and they find us, and we, and we can identify a way to help them. It pulls them from this moment of desperation into empowerment. And that's felt not just in the individual, but mm -hmm. in our entire community. Our clients become, you know, given the chance, all they really need is a helping hand. They become poets. They become home health aides. They become professors. They become like all of the things that that immigrants have always made America amazing for must happen with the recognition that they have the right to live here. If you give someone that opportunity, mm -hmm. and this is a survivor, right? This is someone who made it out. Um, often with very little education because they weren't allowed to go to school, um, often victims of, of trauma because they were uh, targeted for abuse. Um, but with that basic recognition of their fundamental identity with legal status and work authorization, they soar. But you say 99% of the cases you win, right? Pretty Immigration much. equality wins, yeah, right? But yeah. we have limited resources. We can't take all but, the cases. But yeah, refugees cases, they don't win. Norm is a lawyer, by the way, as well. If I had my way, I wouldn't be taking uh, refugees. I would be, ta I, would, I mean, in other words, I would take uh, LGBTQ refugees. Mm -hmm. I would take them way more than I'd be taking refugees from any country because they, they are not safe in other countries. Well, but no I mean, in other words, if we go over to Syria and we create a no-fly zone and we stop the murder of the four, or, and we had, or if we had stopped the murder of the 400,000 people who were killed there uh, in Syria, uh, that wouldn't have helped the gay community there. The, the gay community there is living in danger, and they will always be in danger there. So I would, my heart would uh, be a lot softer on bringing them in than the average refugee because there's nothing we can do to make them safe in their own country. I think. You know, you shared a story with me about the Lebanese guy. Am I wrong about that, by the way? I think that I would never want to be in a position to choose between whose refugee claim was more meritorious. I'm saying if I was a president and I saw. I mean, there was this book that came out. I saw a review of it where the guy was, the point of the book is that empathy is a very dangerous quality because it singles out one person or a small group and you lose, you miss the, the forest for the trees. 
And I thought about this refugee, like we feel good about ourselves for taking in a few thousand refugees rather than going to Syria and stopping hundreds of thousands of deaths, you know? Mm -hmm. So given that choice, I would be willing to go to Syria and create a no-fly zone or whatever it is. But I'm just making the point that that'll save all those lives. It will not save the, the homosexuals that get thrown off rooftops. But you can argue the same thing with children. Yeah, you can argue you can the same thing with children, it, right? Yeah. You could take the, the children, religious minorities. No, actually, you can't argue the same thing with children. It's children, because children are not the the, the victims of of, uh, of of bigotry. Yeah, but are we talking about like it's a dangerous? You know, these gr these girls and boys gonna grow up to be what you know when, from everything that they see around them. You know, they can either be, become terrorists if they have some relatives that die, or they can become you know. I'm just agree? saying that when, when if if somebody came to me, listen, there's a there's a a, a guy, he's 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 transgender or whatever he is, and he's being abused in Syria. Should he be? Allowed? I don't think that is how many transgenders in in the Middle East. How many much more than we know in the Middle East? Yeah, uh, I have. It's no not idea. that 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 yeah, but it's not. They're in not hiding. That... They're in hiding. I would say they. It, if it is fundamentally unsafe to be in a country. As a queer person, whatever your identity, yeah. you will hide that, not just because you have no other option, uh -huh. because in a lot of ways, it's hard to even, art like we have clients who have never even understood that that was an articulable way to live. Like They felt it deep inside who they were, and it just, like, if you were a gay man and you were living in a culture that just doesn't recognize same-sex relationships or any any outlet, uh, media, news, whatever, uh -huh. where there is no word that means gay, it's hard to understand that that's... Oh, there's wrong. a word. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes and no. not nice. <laughs> What's that? Well, yes and no. I mean, I, we've had clients, I've had clients that told me I didn't even know this was an option. Well, I don't, I don't think that's... I, I, I would be skeptical of that You may client. be skeptical, but... Yeah. I, I didn't know that it was an option of what? To, well, to, to be... To transition your gender, to have a same-sex relationship, to... To transition your gender, I could believe they didn't realize that was possible because it's not. But the idea that there's such thing as, as homosexuality, everybody knows that. Well, that everybody knows that you well, the religion teaches it. The religion forbids it. In, in what country? In every nation? No. No. Well, maybe in every nation. Every, maybe every religion forbids it. But I'm saying there's nobody ever said, I, I, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't want to. There was a great exportation of homophobia by evangelical groups in the United States uh, to Africa. And we had a huge spike in African clientele because of it. One, because it was a way to articulate what was what they believed to be evil and punishable with violent force. And also for some of the some of the queer people, an understanding that there was something they belonged to. It was presented in a very negative way, but it also had a word that they'd never used before, didn't understand before. It doesn't mean so. It doesn't mean that like two gay men in a particular country weren't having sex. They just didn't identify as gay. It was just a thing that sometimes you did, and then you went home to your wife or whatever. Like we're talking about. Did they know America to keep it a secret? And, uh, it really depends on the nation. I think every nation they knew to keep it a secret. Which nation didn't they know? To well, there are sex taboos all over the place for all of, all kinds of things. But, yeah, but it was only demonized in a lot of those nations because it came from the West. So, do do you think that sometimes they use this to come to the states? Who's they? The people. Do, do you have, do you have backup for that? Because I I really find I'm very skeptical of that. I which I, one? 
that it came from the West. First of all, it didn't come from the West in Islam. Homophobia. And, yeah. And, well, I think it was there was always an underlying, but the the, the well, articulation. you're my turf now. What did you say? You bl do you blame the West for homophobia within Islam within the Arab world? Uh, no, I don't think so. Homophobia of Islam? What prior to exposure to the the West to Europe that uh, um, in in the Muslim world it was okay to be gay? No, no. No. I, I'm but not really talking same... about Muslims. I'm talking about well, Africa. Oh, you know, Africa has a lot of people who are not Muslim. No, but I'm saying, but but but, right. But Africa has been filled with Islam for a long, long time, and I don't see how all of a sudden some Western exposure all of a sudden introduced something there that must certainly have already been there because but, of the, but the, the millions of of Islamic people there. But a Africa, you know, there was a lot of uh, European influence more than. Islamic influences in in Africa. Whatever, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. I'm not I'm not, I'm not uh, arguing with your basic point, is which these people are living terrible lives over there. I just everything always seems to be the pro the fault of the West. I mean, every problem is traced back to the West. I, I and I just and I'm not against that, but I'd like to see evidence of it. I'd like to someone explain well, to me. This is of, how we know this. There's also a lot of propaganda used by tyrants that that it's propaganda used <laughs> by every quarter of ideological movements. Well, hang on, wait. On the me, left and me, the right. Let me just finish the point. There's a lot of propaganda used by tyrants that they want to seem anti-western, right? They get political capital out of saying I'm sticking up to the United States, I'm sticking up to Europe, whatever. Um, I think we we've seen that a lot in Russia where I don't you know, after the fall of the Soviet Union, there was a great hope and groundswell that there could be a queer rights movement in Russia because there wasn't really like overt government sanctioned homophobia there. But I think when the Sochi Olympics started to happen and and Vladimir Putin wanted to seem like he was standing up for traditional Russian values, he really started to started to push these anti queer propaganda laws to say that's not who that's that's who they are it is not what russia means but as a consequence of that because of the scapegoating of the queer community our russian numbers for for refugee claims skyrocketed and i and it's not that it wasn't dangerous before but it was the perception that being gay was a western thing so it goes both ways it's not just the exportation of homophobia it is the expectation that if you are a tyrant and you are looking for an easily scapegoated minority, that if you say that it's that we're no longer tolerating that disease from the West, you get a lot of political capital out of that. All right. Yeah, I think it's it's hard with the Russian accent too. I have fucking <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it. <laughs> so, uh, Noam, you're gonna enjoy this. Uh, I told you, Noam is a lawyer too. He he. Yeah, as, a, as a matter of fact, I might have told you, sir, when I was on when I was in law school. Uh, we were encouraged to donate time to a, some uh, pro bono organization, whatever it is. So I actually uh, donated my time to the. It, we, there weren't as many initials then, but whatever the gay, the gay, gay legal, gay law committee was, or whatever it is, <laughs> to fight for to. And I went to good job. I, I mean, I but, I, but well, it, so I went to one meeting, and unfortunately, it it was more of a social gathering. It was the I but I hadn't I should have realized it. It was a way also for the gay people in the college to in the law school to meet each other and socialize. So I really was an outsider there, mm -hmm. and I fell off right away. <laughs> but my my heart was in the right place. Like when I thought of all the things that I thought w were worth spending my time, I did think that 
that homosexuals were the, was bigotry against anti-gay bigotry was the most socially acceptable and the least protected against bigotry there was. This is in the late '80s. So I, you know, I'm. So you're trying to be I'm, friends. No, now? I'm saying I'm. I'm, always, I've been, I'm very sympathetic <laughs> to this issue, but that doesn't mean I have to agree with every everything that. No, I th- that, that I, th- th- I think you know there is some people that also can use that part, but we're going to talk about later. Um, because the, the one that I want to share with, with you now, it's a great story that he, uh, Aaron, was a reason to change the law in nine states, correct? To which law? Say, change which law? Are you gonna you going to hear that amazing story? No. Can well, you? all right. It's in YouTube too, right? Uh, the, it's available somewhere online. Like, yeah. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals yeah. records all of its oral arguments, which I didn't know when I was in oral arguments, which is a great thing because that was... No jokes. Go ahead. Oh, much less pressure. I've got four, four arguments. Um, well, it, you know, I, I had a, a part to play in an effort to really chastise an immigration judge in, in Southern California who kept conflating sexual orientation and gender identity. And so the, the basic premise was uh, lawyers' advocates would bring cases before her for trans women who had been horribly mistreated by the police, by the public, by whomever. Uh, just trans women, because it's not it's, it's not clear. Trans woman is someone who is is XY but identifies as a woman, or is it someone who is XX and identifies as a man? I'm not going to leave let you use XY and XY, XX. It is someone who is assigned a gender at birth that doesn't match their gender identity. So if you are assigned male at birth, but it doesn't match who you feel deeply inside, you are a transgender woman. So you transition to woman. Okay, transgender woman means someone who presents as a woman, presents themselves, feels feels who feels, feels that they're a woman, deeply ingrained in their identity that they are female. It's puzzling. I can't use X X X Y. I think that's the most like a uh, no. Nope, it, fo- uh, it focuses way too much on, on chromosomes because that's not what it means to be a yeah. man or a woman. Well, can you be a trans woman if you're born X X and feel like a woman? Just keep using the X and Y. Come on. See, Muslim, we use one X. That's it. No, no, I'm, I'm saying nothing, like, nothing like if, if you're XX and you no, feel like, <laughs> if you're XX and you identify as a woman, well, here, you, let me ask you can't you be trans, can you? Wait, so, wait, answer my question first. No, I'm going to answer a question with a lawyer in a lawyer way by giving you no, a Nobody question. respects that. It's a yes or no question. It, it is can, not can a yes or no can question. Can I be XX and be trans if, I'm, if I say I'm a woman? There's a word that is the it, that means not transgender, and it is cisgender. Okay. And the reason why cisgender was created, it was to avoid using words like biologically male or born male, because these aren't really uh, realizations of what gender means. And chromosomal indications are an indicator of gender, but not what you would call brain sex. Your brain tells you what your gender is. But you didn't answer my question. My, my answer is, sure, if you were XX, you could be a cisgender woman. If, if you're entire anatomy but we were match. talking about transgender i know if your entire anatomy and your brain all match up sure then you then you are a cisgender person it's hard for me to imagine a situation where someone would be uh chromosomal and anatomical you know you know you guys lose a lot of people who would probably i don't want to say they, they would be i'm not saying they're not on your side but you lose a lot of people by trying to get them to to buy some of this stuff, which it just seems overly. Why are you so um, Why are you so concerned about body parts? I, I'm going to tell you why I'm so. I'm not so concerned about it. because I say what seems to be like the most basic common sense. You're born XX, which is female throughout the animal kingdom, and then you you 
present you, you feel like a man so you're 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 a transgender man and then I say well no it, it's it's irrelevant that they're xx oh well now now i'm some defense why is it irrelevant like i'm some sort of like backwards thinking guy like i don't understand well okay could you be xy and be a transgender man I'm like, well, let me answer a question with a question. Well, whoa, like already begin to lose people. Like, why can't he just say yes or no? Like, it's the most simple, basic question. I think that if you're XX and you think that you're, uh, and, and you feel like a male, that's a transgender man. And, and there's nothing, there's, there's no lack of respect in that, in that construction of describing it. And I think, but if the only way that could be wrong is like, no, you could be XX, feel like a woman and still be a transgender woman which would mean somehow that, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. I, I think it obvious to, to take out the genetics completely out of the issue is it leads you to absurd arguments. Well, but again, are... that's why I said, can a transgender, there is childbirth. Only XX can have child. Can a man have a baby? I mean, it, it becomes ridiculous. We, we all know, and no, there's no disrespect on any side of this. It just becomes ridiculous. If the whole purpose of the queer rights movement is to respect the identity of the individual, what difference does it make what their chromosomes are? It doesn't make any difference other than there's nothing wrong with me uh, uh, explaining it that way, unless, unless it's inaccurate. Well, but if I'm accurate... It's the focus of what a person's body is that seems quite strange. Listen, if I meet a woman and I want to marry her... If you meet a woman... Yeah, if I meet a woman and I want to marry her, other than your wife, all right. If I if I met if I were to if I were to meet a woman and I wanted to marry her, um, I would want to know if she was XX or not. Why? Because I know if she's not XX, she can't have children. So you would not have married a woman generally who was XX but could not have children. That I don't know, but I would still want to know. And and so these, I I understand your question. So the question is why? Because it would I would I would be. I, I would want to know. I, I don't know if that makes me a bigot that I'm a bigot. I would want to know. Well, I would want to know if she I, used to have a penis. I would want to know. I, think I mean, would it question... not make her much less likely to be able to have children if she had XY? No, so. but his point was that, well, what if she was XX and she couldn't have children? Would you reject her yeah, then? Yeah, I know. And what I'm saying is, like, even if uh, she used to be, or even if she can't have children now, you don't know that. You just, if she were to tell you she used to have a penis, it means that she's much less likely no, to be I mean, able to it, have children. It means, no, not much less likely. It means a certainty she cannot yeah, have children. I know, that, yeah. And I would not marry a woman who is a certainty she can't have children. Next question, would I divorce a woman who would try to get pregnant she couldn't get pregnant? No. But don't tell me it's ridiculous for me to want to know that she was XX. I think what your question should be then is, can you biologically give birth to a child? So you, so you, so I should, I should resort to some sort of euphemism of con sentence construction, essentially asking the same thing, just asking in a way that you tell me I should ask it. I just think it's kind of offensive to to focus so much. Just because you think it's offensive doesn't mean I have to respect that or that uh, it is offensive. Well, it's not offensive to you, but you. Well, are... everything could be. You know, Ryan Hamilton, our comedian, does a joke about hot air ballooning. And somebody was really offended, but but the the, the look. What's hot air ballooning? The, Maybe I shouldn't ask. Going up, go, no, it's not a sexual thing. <laughs> going up in a balloon. Look, the, the the first. Well, I mean, I think you're going to have a tough time getting a critical mass of people to consider it offensive to want to know if somebody is is a well, fine. Let's born even, woman. I'm, I'm going to even concede the point as a matter of argument only that yeah. it's not offensive. Okay. 
what's the focus on it? Why is there so much focus on that? Well, I like, gave you one reason. You want to well, have a family. But fine, you can ask someone. Are are you able to have children with me? But I'm saying the but um, but we, no, we start off by saying what's so important about the genetics. I'm saying the genetics is at the core of it. The genetics is at nature, is DNA. You were gonna well, what we can cloning is DNA. The, these are to, also reasons why historically two men were not allowed to marry, right? Like. I'm against that. They should be allowed to marry, but that's not. But but X Y should be able to marry X Y. But I, but all right, whatever. We're, we're I'm I'm belaboring it, and I don't mean to interrupt you. I just think that the idea that we're supposed to remove biology from any consideration of sex and gender is just is is propaganda. It's not propaganda. It's a better way of understanding what gender means. Not if you want to have kids. It's not. Let's move on. <laughs> but it's not. And not for you. Let's move on. No, no, no. Now you're not being fair. Now you're not being fair. I'm conceding that it's not right for you. I don't know that that's the way that most people should think about what gender means. Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it's different. I, I, th I think right. you, your main point uh, that, that I like that is like you saying that a lot of times you use a regular language to explain something and you, you want certain language to be added to it. So his point is like there's a lot of people that support the cause, but they want to talk this way. Look, it, this too, by the way, this he brings out an initial question. But, but, you know, in a logical sense, the, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And in too many issues, we're forced to take a security because somebody decided. It's like, no, I my mind is a pretty smart guy and it works logically. And I'm, I'm taking the, the, the shortest distance between two points only to be told that it makes me a bigot. I'm saying you're never going to get smart people to stop taking that short. You can you can. Clockwork orange them all you want. They're still going to resort to that genetic question because that is the shortest distance between what you want to know and how to determine it. But he brings up an even more interesting point, actually, which is for a guy like you is let's say you had a vasectomy. You're not going to have children. Should you? Why would you want to know whether it's XX or XY? Why me? I'm, or why, why would anybody? <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, I is think it OK? Is it OK? Yeah, I think is so. Is it bigotry? Is no, it bi I mean, everybody needs, if you're going to have a party, you should know anything about everything and everything about everybody, you know? It's not, the Would point is like, we. I think we're all in the same side. Like, you know, we all in that, we have, we all agree on a lot of things, you know? But the message to get there, it's different way of, you know, you saying your message, he's saying his message, but I think we all agree on the same thing, you know? Which so, is... So let's talk about uh, your pro bono attorney future yeah <laughs> um because you know as a small nonprofit, we have 14 people on staff lawyers uh development public education lots of things we do um one of the one of the most remarkable partnerships we've had are with pro, pro bono attorneys and so at the moment i think we're representing close to 650 individuals that would be impossible absent pro bono counsel yeah and so we've really worked very hard to create a network in currently 40 different states where sometimes it's you know a, a, a white shoe law firm in New York who will take a case for free. Sometimes it's a private practitioner in in a rural area that just, as you say, wanted to do something. I hope like, it's not white shoe after Labor Day, but go ahead. <laughs> I don't know that they make that distinction. <laughs> and they would probably, probably uh, whatever. I wear my sneakers everywhere, right? Um, but but it's like the 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 a, a fundamental desire for people who do contract law, right, corporation law, whatever it is, to do something with their law degree that makes them feel good. 
And in order to do that, and what we do is really heavy, right? It's really complicated. Uh, the Immigration and Nationality Act is second in size only to the tax code. And it's... it's I didn't very, know that. It's yeah. amazing. Well, it's also a reflection of how much we regulate immigration law. Yeah. Um, and how difficult and, and how daunting it can be to jump into it as an attorney who has no experience. So a huge part of what we do is to resource those attorneys to ensure that they feel good about taking the case, um, to find a case that makes sense for them to take as a, a first year or second year or third year attorney or whatever it is, or even sometimes for a partner who's who's looking towards retirement, wants to, to really do something that's meaningful. Um, and so th th at the moment, I think, Pro bono attorneys are representing 80% of our clients. It's a huge amount. And so my question for you, are you still licensed to practice law? No, I'm not. Ah. <laughs> but, but I will help you in any way I can. But I, I, am, I am not, I'm not licensed. I, I never practiced, actually. I, I, I went, uh, and then I, I took the bar, passed the bar. Congrats. And then I did not practice. Yeah. But I do have a question for you. Sure. I, I know this is, but I am fascinated by this. <clears throat> I have a daughter, she runs track in high school. And uh, she's competing now against the transgender female of the, other, the opposing school who kicks her ass twice as fast as her. Is that fair? Is this fair? true? No, no, I'm, I'm okay, saying, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, it actually it happened in the Olympics. Is that fair? Sure. Yeah. Like, that's where you're gonna lose people. It's not fair. It's not fair according to whom? According it's, to the person getting their ass kicked. Like well, if it's MMA fighting, you know, uh, a man comes out, or uh, excuse me, excuse me, a uh, a transgender woman comes out who was born a male. Assigned and, male at birth, Yes, sure. right, right. And the cisgender woman in the arena oftentimes doesn't stand a chance. But that's that's fair. Well, what other... What other anatomical or genetic propensities would you say that are similar are okay to you? Like, what if you have giantism and you're in the NBA? What if you, like, this seems like parsing details. What, do, you, do you think it's fair that the gold medalist for female weightlifting who lifts 300 pounds and the next con con contender was uh, XY and that's why they win? You think that's fair to you, all the women? I mean, I don't know if you guys know the, the, this. Listen, I, the day that they allow transgender men to compete in weightlifting and, and many, many sports, look, that's the last look, day we, that any that any, woman, any girl who's born a girl should be told, you can win a goal. You can't. Men are going to win that forever. Or, or transgender men will become the unbeatable group. How can that be fair? They should compete. Transgender men should compete against men. Transgender women should compete against men. You are reducing what it means to be transgender to such a myopic understanding of that reality. Myopic? <laughs> Am I yes. wrong that the transgender women are going to... The normal, everyday experience of a trans person is very difficult in the U.S., right? Yes. I'm not, don't, don't, don't accuse me of not knowing that. I do know that. Well, uh, you're I, bringing I, up these examples that are almost nonsensical to me because they happen so seldom. Well, they're going to happen more and more. As, trans so. as transgender comes up. What I'm asking you, and actually, I, with all due respect, you're, you're the one not re being fair here. I'm asking you legit questions because it can happen tomorrow. And I'm putting to the test your, what you posited as fair. And, and, okay. and, and you should Let's be able to go. tell me why Let's it's it. fair to have a guy, Bruce uh, Jenner, now, next time around, wants to 
run the decathlon in the female Olympics, well, the female I, decathlon team. Just to add one more thing. It, what? That's fair? Just to add one more thing. It actually happened in the Olympics where there was a uh, assigned female. Good for you. See? I, I, I did it. Yeah, assigned female. And she won by a lot that their um, opponent accused her of being uh, assigned male. Right. So the Olympic community uh, did the test, and they were di they were planning to disqualify her if she was, but she wasn't. But she was not. Okay. You know? But my point is that she uh, the decision was they were not going to count her as part of the race if she was a, a, you know assigned male. You know I'm going to use this uh, term if I'm now on. I like it. I mean, it, it just seems it seems absurd. You're going to upend all of no of, absolutely of, of sports absolutely. that so, way. So so do you think it should be three genders? No, I, this is what I think. I think that decent people, I've said this to Stephen before, that as a, as a society, we should try as much as we can to make everybody's lives happy, that they should be able to reach fulfillment and not be the objects of bigotry. However, I think there are certain things, certain things that nature has saddled certain people with where we're not ever going to be able to remove all of the effects of that we're just not gonna be able to do that i don't see any scenario where you can have female weightlifting competitions among guys who were born among women who were born as men and then became and then that 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 is not fair that is not fair to those girls it's simply not it's a it's a failing forgive me in your compassion to not be able to see it from that point of view as well from from the point of view of the woman it's not fair they haven't got a chance. What kind of sporting competition is fair where if you're born XX, you go into it knowing you haven't got a chance? But you're still envisioning that trans woman as not a real woman. No, I'm, I'm, in, I'm talking about what is fair. It is not fair to know I was born with this genetics, therefore I will never have a chance to, to win uh, this, this competition because people have decided that what is obvious, that obvious that makes us different, we have to pretend it doesn't. That's what you're saying. We have to, let's pretend it doesn't. So we're going to just put people in the same, ca we're, we're categorizing them as somehow. I mean, we could do another thing, just have one category of competition. Well, let me give you an, Would you? How is that? Would that be fair? An analogy that maybe isn't. Well, but let me ask you this. Would it be fair then to eliminate male sports and female sports in college and just have one sports team for each sport? Is that fair? Of course it's not fair. No. <laughs> Why? What? Well, I mean, I don't because know. Because then, the be then the girls will never get to play. Yeah. What no. if someone was was born with a, a genetic propensity to be extremely muscular, like absurdly, amazingly muscular, and it was a man, he was a cisgender man born and assigned male at birth, and he was in the Olympics. Would, should he be excluded? Let's say it again. It's, it's, it should... A straight cisgender white guy I mean, who, who had a remarkable genetic propensity to being extremely muscular in a way that made him completely different. It's genetic difference that makes him completely different than everybody else. And so, then he goes into the Olympics and he lifts weights and he destroys the competition because he has a genetic propensity to be extremely muscular in a way that no one else has. Yeah. It's, it was yeah. a mutation or something. You're talking about black people? Oh. No, no, no. Should that man be excluded from competition because it's, quote, not fair? You could make the argument 
that if somebody were to be born with, I mean, you're, you're making something up. And I mean, I would have to say that, but, but you're in, in any event, you're talking about one isolated case, which will be this kind of isolated case that nobody quite knows how to deal with it, whatever it is. But that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about going down the road where a XX born human will never, ever, ever have a chance to compete against any win again. The, the swim team, I mean, they will start recruiting these oh, trans. Oh, stop. Wait. You are creating a problem that doesn't actually exist. It, but it will exist. It will where? In what? And where? Well, even if it doesn't exist, is it fair? I don't even care about oh, the don't. answer to the question. I, when, if you, when you say you don't care, you're lawyer to lawyer, that you're conceding my point. I don't think that's true at all. Like, do you want to talk about human I rights? I don't care. Do about... I don't care is not an answer to a question when someone says philosophically whether yes. something is fair. I do think it's fair. Okay. I would like to ask a question. So um, let's... You're never going to sell the American public on that. Never. Never. Whether you're right or wrong, you will never sell people that their daughters, that... That their daughters should have to compete against children that were born male and, and decided they want to become women on the basketball team, on the swim team, on the wrestling team. You're not going to convince people that's fair. You know why? It's not fair. I have a question. Uh, let's fast forward 50 years and just uh, kind of pretend that cisgender female sports have been, um, I don't know what the word is. There are many, many Normalized. transgender women who are now uh, competing regularly in professional women's sports to the point that many cisgender women no longer have an opportunity or a chance to do it. And transgender women thus face a backlash from cisgender women, uh, and rightfully so under this scenario, because they no, no longer feel like they have a chance. And in the minds of many of these women, it's men who are once again ruining what it is that, uh, <laughs> as usual, as usual, Western men. Now, women uh, are often allies in the movement. But what would you say under that scenario? Would you tell those women that they are being unfair and that what has taken place is absolutely fair? So I, I, it, this is a hypothetical where all women's sports is full of transgender women. Not full, but to the point that it's it's a consideration, I would say. If you are a transgender woman, you should be treated just like every other woman. All right, he made his point, and 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 uh, the, you know the listener can decide. I I mean I I feel bad digging in on it because unfortunately people will associate that with some sort of lack of sympathy for trans for any of it. It's not. It, it couldn't be further from the truth. Yes or no? But it seems like a red herring to me. Like I don't. Why are not we... a red herring? I have I have a daughter. She's in school. She wants to play sports. I will. I do not want her having to compete against somebody who is should that, not be competing against her. Is that her. a problem for you right now? Is that happening to her or in What's your life? It's happening to some child somewhere. It's going to start happening. What is really happening is that trans women are being slaughtered. Yes. So why happening. are we talking about sports? So, yeah. because, because we don't have any disagreement about that. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, th these are fascinating. Listen, I, 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 I have to tell you, this is... This is the, your response is the kind of response I, you know, whenever I hear these issues touched on, it's just like, oh, it's not real. Let's not talk about it. Nobody is walking away from that conversation saying, you know what? He persuaded me. They walk away from that conversation saying they haven't got an answer to this. So they don't want to talk about it. I'm just telling you. Now, you may have an answer. The answer but the is, I think it's fair. The, they should be treated like all the right. other women. But the, but the average American <laughs> who maybe has some bigotries he's not aware of, but is sympathetic, someone who could be persuaded like like people were cons many 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 people were persuaded 
that gay marriage was actually something they supported when they really thought it wasn't because they, people were making arguments to them and they say, you know what? I guess, I guess they're right. What do I care? If, you know, people can be persuaded. But if the argument about gay marriage says, like, you know what, blah, blah, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it with you. You're not going to persuade anybody to, to adapt gay marriage think, or not. If you want, if you want people to accept what you're saying, you need to be able to make the case to somebody. Tell okay, a parent I, why they should be I, not care I, I, I that their that. daughter. And I don't think you can. I think better to, 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 to be more practical about that. Do you scenario. think it's fair to tell the trans woman you can't play sports? No. I think it's I think it's not fair. It's not even fair that that God, you know, I use the term uh, um, as a, as a mechanism, as a device, made her transgender. But you don't think it's fair that God made her transgender? Well, in the sense that it's 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 a it. There's so many difficulties associated with it, and it's so outside the norm, and it's so it's such a okay. Those are societal things that push things onto her. Yes, sure. Yeah, yeah, and. Well, anyway, I, I, but I, I don't. There is no answer to this. Is what I'm telling you that it's not. It's not fair to the transgender woman. That's why I said it's a failure of your own compassion. It's also not a fair. It's also not fair to the non-transgender woman to try to lift weights as heavy as the transgender woman. I, That's not I, fair either. I think you have a you have a great point, but but you won't even acknowledge but, that the other but, one's but not. But what fair. I want to say is, think... but here's what I want to say. You have a great point, but what Aaron, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, what Aaron's thinking is like, if it got to that point where we have all transgender women competing in the Olympics or all this, good for them because that means we succeeded in saving them from being slaughtered years before. That's what he <laughs> cares that about. Point, <laughs> That's what he cares about right now. Make sure that things are going okay. And if it gets to the point of sports, that's a, a little issue that we can deal with. Let's talk about what we can both agree on, you and I. I mean, okay. Let's talk oh, about the no. way. The, I know, I know. Let's talk about the way the Muslim world. Yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> see, because when I took your side, you see, you turned on me. So now it's your turn to take my side. Listen, he's not, you know, we, you know, we, we've had this experience before, and I, and I feel like really conflicted about it when I go home. Like, you know, I really got into an argument with somebody, and they didn't like it. I'm like, but wait a second, but this is a, like this is this is a show we're supposed to no have no, it out right yeah yeah I mean, no. I, but I don't mean any disrespect. No, and I, and I have an open mind. Listen, like I, I looked up gender and I said it said what you said. I'm not, it's not like I'm afraid of that. I just. I'm curious to know what you. I mean, Noam was making the point that if you had to make the, these sorts of arguments to, like, you know, a disaffected Rust Belt Trump voter uh, who is persuadable. How would you go about making that argument? I mean, all too often, it seems like uh, people on the left who are discussing this issue are doing it in a way that's really dismissive. And unless you agree 100 percent, then you are a bigot or a racist or you hate transgender people. An example of that, I, I'm a reporter. And after the Orlando shootings, I covered the rally outside of Stonewall and there were that tens of thousands of people out there and it was a massive demonstration it was great it just so happened that standing right next to me was the only heckler in the crowd and it was a transgender black woman and she was screaming and she was interrupting every single speaker the governor the mayor bratton everybody that not one person on the lineup was a transgender black woman and i think that that is illustrative of uh, this kind of feeling within or among many people who 
are sympathetic, would be sympathetic to the issue, but feel as though that, you know, uh, if, if they express any sort of doubt or, or anything other than complete agreement and alignment, then they're going to be called uh, bigots. So what would you say to those people? Well, I think there's, there's sort of two responses to that. First is, um, I, well, oddly, I was there too, right outside. I mean, couldn't get as close to the stone wall, but um, I, I saw the woman who was screaming, screaming mad. Uh, and I think my response to that, that is, when you've been beaten down and treated like garbage your whole life, you're right to be angry. And looking up and seeing all of the people in power looking nothing like you is a reason to be angry. Um, but how do you how do you reach the movable middle, or even like, you know, the movable right? I don't think I don't think anybody. I mean, I don't know, but I don't think he was questioning her right to be angry. I sure. think he was questioning her right to heckle and behave that way. Anger doesn't give you a pass. It it gives it. It's an explanation. It's, it's an, an explanation. It uh, also, we, we don't normally give people a pass because they're angry. Hey, it's look, an nor do we it's nor do we excuse. inquire into the merits of their anger in public and the way they behave. That's not that's not something we do. Hey. I, I have a comedy club. If somebody starts heckling a comedian, I am not going to inquire into whether this person was treated badly, has a reason for anger. You cannot behave that way in the club. Nobody cares why you're angry. But a but a, a civil rights rally and a comedy club are very different venues. Right? Still respect for a speaker. Fine. Like... And also, if you don't speak out, you don't get heard. Okay, but you're also so you're kind of def you could be anarchy also. What you're suggesting, I mean, and we've seen these well, anarchy. We've seen anarchy with these kind of rules, where where you have ten angry people, pack it up because or 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 let's say you want to have an Israeli uh, 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 thing, and you want to have some sort of Jewish, and you have ten angry Palestinians there, and they believe me, they have reason to be angry, and they just heckle yeah. and badger and heckle and badger and say, well, you know, they're angry. No, that's not that's not the way it's supposed to work. That's not free speech either. You shut up, let somebody speak, and then you speak when it's your turn or you find somebody to speak. It was a unity rally. Was... I want to get to the second part of your question, though, sure. which is more about, like, how do you move the middle or the right? And I think you appeal to their basic sense of human rights, what's right and wrong. And you do it from a very from a very basic standpoint. If, if you have someone that sort of understands what it means to be a queer person, uh, but they don't think you should marry, right? Like, I'm from Oklahoma. Uh, I grew up with people that would say to me, I support you being gay. I don't I don't think it's right, but I, I think we can be friends. But then in the course of that conversation, they would say to me, but I don't think that you should have children because I think a baby deserves a mother and a father. So there's there's some sympathy there. There's some, it's like so deeply insulting to me that I want to jump on them and strangle them. But that's not how you change hearts and minds. Um, so it's open dialogue. It's to, it's to to focus on the basic humanity first and push it a little bit. Well, okay, you think what what do you think I should have the right to do or should not have the right to do, and where do you draw that line? Um, I'm not gonna I'm gonna not gonna ask that person to get from zero to sixty overnight, but it's the dialogue, the conversation of like, well, what if you know a, a single mom has a baby? Like, is that really that much different? And the response I would get from this one person I'm thinking of an actual person, was, well, no, the baby should not have a single mom either. So it, it's not just a, a queer rights issue. It's not just um, a women's rights issue. It's like when you're, when you're in the, in there are, there's a lot of overlap, right, in, in a lot of people who have a conservative slant or, or bent in life. Um, and she and I have been friends for years. She, most of the people I grew up in, with in, in rural Oklahoma probably agree with her. But, but it's moving them a little bit forward. I agree. It's hard to get someone to go from where I am, 
right? In a fairly empowered, um, progressive city where I've I've been supported and nurtured and and um, accepted, where, where accepted, paid, right? Paid to actually do queer rights work. Yeah. Uh, it's different here. Um, but and, it's so cute. My my daughter goes to preschool, and she says, you know, so you know, daddy. Some people have a mom. Some people have dad. Some people have two dads. Amelia has two dads, you know, and it's so it's so effortless for her. Like she doesn't even doesn't even phase her. You know, it's, it's very it's very nice to see. So I mean, it's just an anecdote, but it's like I I I didn't know till I saw it. Like how would children mm, right. deal with this? Shouldn't even question it. Like Amelia has two dads, you know. Like isn't that cute? Well, it's long. Like when I was in college, there were still anti sodomy laws in Oklahoma. The first time I had a boyfriend was against the law it's i mean it's weird to think about that now. that's that's insanity well we've come a long way but it's also you always have to push you always have to push and i get why it can be overwhelming to people who are more conservative because we have come so far so fast and we expected a backlash um what to do under president-elect donald trump is going to be rough it's going to be rough for a lot of minority communities i don't think trump's very anti-gay i think i, I, I think, think his I'd appointments speak differently yeah, you know, well, it remains to be seen. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, first of all, I don't but think there's as an individual. I don't know. Maybe not. Right? No. I, as a lawyer, I don't know if you agree with this. I don't think there's even the slightest chance of the Supreme Court going back on this gay marriage thing. I agree. Not even you, you agree. I mean, it's not, it's not even in the card. Not even remotely in the cards. But Roe versus Wade is a thousand times more vulnerable than the gay marriage. Well, but let's thing. talk about same-sex marriage for a minute. Can they overturn it altogether? I don't think so. But they can. They can create they can slowly chip away at the recognition religious exemptions um public accommodations and i think there are a lot of ways that a conservative court can say yes the state must re must recognize your marriage the reason i think no but of course it could be is that a it was this conservative court that found the right to gay marriage and it was my goodness it was conservative lawyers it was george bush's attorney who argued the case it just seems to me that that ship has sailed the the country there I mean, when you like, I, my wife's pregnant. Congratulations! Thank you. And uh, and um, we have an ultrasound of a, a twelve-week ultrasound. I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen a twelve-week ultrasound, but it's jarring. The baby, it's a baby, is is crawling around, moving his limb, sucking its thumb, flipping. Not not at all like like a clump of cells, like we think. Like you know, no, it's it's a real little thing, human. You know, so that's it's always going to be that, and you're always going to have people who are going to look at that and say, whoa, wait a second. I, you know, I don't, I don't know about this. That ship will never sail. I don't think, cause you can never prove that it's not, if, if it ever sails, it'll be the opposite direction. At some point people may say, you know what? We were wrong. This is technology. Now we can, from 12 weeks, we can keep it all. But with gay marriage, I don't think that's coming back any more than Plessy versus Ferguson is coming back. I think there's been a, a critical mass of opinion that this is just a relic of the past, this attitude about homosexuality. I could be wrong. That's my feeling about it. We'll see. You know, we'll see. We'll see how it turns out. I don't think that the Supreme Court is ever going to allow segregation again. I don't think they will. Yeah, and you're not in uh, Trump's number one list. Don't worry. Well, but let's not. <clears throat> we here. We here for you. <laughs> but I understand. That, I understand. Let's not confuse Trump uh, yeah. administration with the Supreme Court. Obviously, they're related because he's going to. He is going to appoint someone or yeah. some people. Yeah. But you know, I'm more concerned about the attorney general i'm more concerned about his pick for vice president vice president yeah um like there are some really disturbing things happening not just for queer people minorities immigrants women like immigrants 
<laughs> well, some immigrants anyway. Uh, Muslim immigrants, Muslims, for sure. Muslim. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't even think Mexican immigrants are in jeopardy. I think Muslims. No, they they can go through the border. They have no problem. What, what do you mean? No, no. I think I think that the Republican right needs their immigrant workers. I was one of the biggest ironies that I've always talked about is that so that the people with money, the people who own businesses, the people who have nannies, gardeners, rich people, they depend on immigrants. Right, but that doesn't stop them from exploiting the fear of it. No, no, I'm saying that, and on the other hand, the people, uh, the Democratic Party, the, the, the people who were, have competition for low-wage jobs, like when I was a kid, who did these jobs? It was black guys, it was old white guys, you know. They, they, they are very pro-immigrant, but in the end, there is no constituency on the right for not having immigrant labor in this country. Yeah. Everybody wants their nannies. Everybody wants their garden done. Everybody wants their pool cleaned. Everybody wants everybody wants cheap labor for their businesses. It, they're not going anywhere. But well, what, do you what, think what, us are the immigrants? Mexicans are not immigrants. Islam's, Islamic people are regarded as dangerous. Mm -hmm. So that is different. That they may that may really they may really become the victim of something. But Mexicans and stuff, I I just think they yeah. want to legalize that process. I don't think when you say they, who do you mean? The the government. So, so is that a sloppy answer? <laughs> that's what I meant. The, yeah, the that's people right. making the decision. Well, but the people making the decision aren't conservative Republicans at the moment. Like Donald Trump ran on a completely unexpected platform. He owes nothing to the conservative right. He was he was supported by a mix of Americans in part because of a message that was extremely anti-immigrant. He called Mexicans rapists and drug dealers. Yes, he did. I disagree that that and some not of them nice people. I think that they are in, they are in his crosshairs, not because he as a person may care, but it's because of the political capital issue, right? He gets enormous political capital from his base, which is not the same thing as I'm obviously there's some Venn diagram there, right? Um, as the traditional Republican conservative base. And one of my biggest frustrations is the assumption is that he is going to act like a, quote, normal Republican. He's something different, and people shouldn't assume that. He knows we need the labor. He knows as well as any yeah. businessman does. And, you know, it's funny. I read, I went back and read that Mexican rapist thing. Where you it, it was actually much more hedged than I ever gave it credit for. I mean, it was inexcusable. I'm not, I'm not defending. But... If I say he called Mexicans rapists, I'm not in, in my heart of hearts. I'm not quite being fair to him. He he did allude to the fact that we're get that we're. It was right after that. Uh, what's her name? Who the, the woman, woman who, who got shot in, mm -hmm. in San Francisco, or whatever, yeah. and deported multiple times. It was in that thing, and he talked about it. And there is we heard many stories about drug gangs and whatever. And he says, listen, when they send their, they're not sending their best already. Even saying they're not sending their best. Meaning, I'm not saying there there are no best. We're just we're not getting their best. They're sending their rapists and their drug dealers, and some of them, I suppose, nice people. It is a I was disgusted with him when he said it. But then when I went back six months later and read it and sent it to him, I said, you know, it's not exactly mind Kampf as I remembered it. It was, and then in the context, so he never went back quite and said anything like that again. And since then, he said we're not going to deport anybody except people with criminal records, people who've done. I, I think he's already moved past that it's not like he's been he's ever again championed the cause in that language again i i think it's probably nothing to worry about That's I, think what I think when a demagogue tells you what he's going to do you should believe him until he proves otherwise well but he but he you know he said it one time off the top of his head in that way he said it over and over not in rally. that way not build in the that. wall 
It was his well, campaign with wall? slogan. What's wrong with a wall? I think the wall was from even before Trump. No, no, the but what's wrong? I, I never said what's wrong with a wall. I mean, it's blatantly anti-immigrant, and it's it's focused to on Mexicans. It what? Let's let's let, let's talk about that. Is it immigrant anti-immigrant to have a border? Is it anti-immigrant to have a border? American has a certain national security in, in securing a border. Is but it a security issue? Building the wall is just rhetoric. Is having a border a security issue? Sure. So is enforcing a border a security issue? But the wall is not enforcing the border. But the wall is a, an, an attempt to present anti-immigrant sentiment in a way that people can understand. So what you're saying is that the wall itself is not actually anti-immigrant. It's never going to In other words, if Obama, well, don't be so sure. If Obama said that he wanted to build a wall that you might be okay with because you know Obama's not anti-immigrant, so it's not, it's, not, it's not the same dog whistle coming out of Obama's Well, let's mouth. talk about President Obama. He deported more immigrants exactly, than any yeah. other president. 2.7 million people. Yeah, I've heard that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that, like, that's a good comparison. But Listen, in Israel, they built a wall, and it worked famously. For mm. whom? Exactly. For, no, no, that's not. See, well, Israel is. Hold on, let me ask that because that's such a lo- that's such a loaded no, question. Not, there are plenty of it, people in Israel. Who it didn't do not... work for anyone. It worked to do what it was designed to do, which is to control the border, for against whatever it is. But just the way just the way you came back at it is a is tendentious. I'm saying the wall worked. They built a wall to control the border. Uh-huh. They were unable to control the border prior to the wall. They built a wall, and it now they're controlling the border. I mean, I'm sure it's not 100, percent but Standard, many standard deviations better than they were prior. So I see that and say, well, nobody can say a wall doesn't work. Do we need a wall in the United States of America? I'm not saying we need a wall. We need the cheapest way of controlling the border. But you and I have already started out by both agreeing we have a right to control the border. So if you can do it without a wall, do it without a wall. If it takes a wall, build a wall. Does, I mean, let's be fair. He also said it's going to have a big, beautiful entrance and a big, beautiful door. I mean, he did say those things. That's if, if he's a demagogue and you want to believe what he says, is it just confirmation bias? You're only going to believe the things that he says that you suspect him on, or do we also give him the credit for the things he says, which run the other way? He but he said about he said they can come legally. Nobody, yes, well, nobody but, comes legally from Mexico. Of course they do. No, of we don't. Of course they do. All my all my Mexican employees are here legally. No, no, no. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, they are. They are. I mean, once they get married. <laughs> Like, he's also said that he's going to cancel, right? He's going to cancel the DACA program. The what? The DACA program. I don't know what that is. Yep, that's all right. I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, There has been a bipartisan effort for years to do something for kids brought to the U.S. when they were one or two who lived here their entire lives. Oh, yeah. No say in whether they came or not, didn't come. There's no, like, who? It's it's not up to them. They're here. Um. And, you know, I've talked to a lot of individuals who graduated high school, started to applying for college, and their parents told them, like, hey, I can't give you a Social Security card because you're undocumented. So it was a great push of will on both Republicans and, I mean, Lindsey Graham just introduced a new bill. Lindsey Graham, right? Um, to, to do something for those kids. And, and President Obama issued this program that said, look— I, I'm not Congress. I can't give you a green card. But what I can do is ensure that I won't. You won't be deported. I'll give you work authorization. Get on with your lives. And so, like, there are something like 750,000 of those people, young people, who went to medical school, who got their first job, who pay taxes, who have don't kids. even speak another language. They're Americans. I mean, they're Americans. They don't. They have almost some. Some have little or no memory of the country they came from. 
Um, there's no accent to their English. Well, I get it. Whoa, whoa, um, whoa, whoa. What's wrong with accent? President-elect. <laughs> I love an accent. Uh, President-elect Trump also ran on a program to kill that, to end that program, because he thought it was breaking the rules. And uh, again, like, maybe he won't do that. I hope he doesn't do I that. I don't think he will. You're, you're right. I, I, I mean, listen, I, I agree with you. I mean, that, that would be inhumane, really. It would, just, it would just truly be inhumane to throw these people out. They were, they were here to no fault of their own. And I imagine there might even be some constitutional arguments to let them stay. But uh, I just don't think he's going to do it. But well, if, if he did, again, I'm gonna call, if he does, I'm going to call you up and say you were right. Uh, I just I hope don't... people like you will be vigilant that he doesn't do it. Oh, I hope people like you will also be vigilant. That what, what, I mean, what can I do? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, literally, what can I do? I mean, I'm not involved in the law. But I would, if there's something I can do, I will, if you could suggest something to me. Well, I think that any person who's in the United States who sees someone picking on minorities, picking on immigrants, picking on children, picking on the queer queers or the, you know, people of color, whatever it is, <laughs> they should stand up and say, oh. that is not right. We will not tolerate that because more people voted against Donald Trump than for him. Oh, I, 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 don't, I didn't know you were going to ask so much of me. I don't think I can do that. But I, <laughs> no, Everybody I'm can do I'm that. kidding. I'm kidding. Of course. Listen, I had a, I had a, a transgender uh, employee. No, this is, what, this is the story. I had an, a waiter. Let's call him uh, X. And he was, he presented to me and even referred to himself as a gay male. Mm -hmm. I remember I had a, I had a problem with a, uh, a, a guy in the kitchen who was uh, expressed bigotry towards a gay waiter, but the gay waiter was also um, a difficult personality and I was trying to find out what really happened and I spoke to this guy X, and and he said, "Yeah, I said you are you you're a gay guy." He says, "Yeah." I said, well, "You know, what did you think about this?" He actually took the the cook's side, interestingly. But anyway, and he worked there for a while, and then Halloween he came in dressed as a beautiful hot woman. I said, "Oh, he's funny, nice Halloween costume." Then another time I saw him, like at the bar on the corner, dressed as a woman, and then a third time I saw him dressed as a woman, and I went up to him. I said, "Listen, is this the way you?" want to dress because if that's the way you want to dress come to work like that what do i care how you dress you know it's fine with me he goes really i said yeah so then he began to come to work she began to come to work presenting as a woman but the people that had known her for three or four years already as a, a man were still saying he yeah and and then she became irate mad angry and i had to sit and also i'm i'm saying oh god i'm, I'm in i'm in murky terror i got to be careful now you know now i all of a sudden you know am i presenting a hostile work like like and and making some noises of like this is not right like all of a sudden shit, this is what i bought for myself by by showing mm -hmm. you know by saying listen by reaching out essentially saying listen i have a feeling that you'd rather be a woman go ahead you know and i, and I was talking to him saying listen he's it's Everybody, everybody is on your side. Nobody's ever saying anything out of bigotry, but it's a habit. People have known you for years as as he, and you know, you you have to get people's. And then she didn't show up to work once. And then I'll be honest, and I didn't fire her because I was afraid. I was afraid, you know, what's the reaction? Oh, you fired me because I, so then the second time she didn't show up to work, then I, then I did fire her and then i saw her recently and she was very very nice whenever i felt bad i always, always liked her but i mean it, it's like a it's a whole 
universe and, and it's scary and you're uncertain, you know, and you would think that the reaching out would have been met with some sort of, not, not appreciation, but acceptance that you're in an atmosphere that is tolerant, you know, like so, your boss actually came to you, saw you on your night off and saw and, and said, listen, why don't you be yourself? And then, it, but it immediately became a, a, a springboard for controversy and for difficulty and for anger, you know? It's like, oh. But in some situations, I think some people, there's, there is, listen, human nature is not all good. We all have bad things and good things and good motivations and bad motivations between us and we can be seduced. And I think when you know you have somebody on the hook, when you know you have the power of that thing to be able to call somebody out as whatever oh, it's that's it, a pretty bleak view of humanity. Yes, yes it is, but I think it's reality. I think it's listen, a lot of Jews do it. A, a lot of of any of my they, they look for the for the for the they have somebody out, and and certainly a lot of kids do it to their parents. They look they have somebody over a barrel and they think because I don't think it's that much of a stretch for a human being to say, look I know these people when they said he, they didn't mean it. They they know me all this time. It's, it's clearly they, they corrected themselves as soon as it came out of their mouth. You know, he. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry. She. They love you. They yeah. love you. That's right. They still. I mean, there's, well. there's no. But you like to tweak them. Like I like you. There's a power all of a sudden in that. Because all too often they don't get the opportunity, uh, whether they're dealing with their boss or whether they're dealing with a coworker or just a random person on the street who acts really shitty to them. They don't get the opportunity to actually call them out on it because they're fearful for their job, they're fearful for, for their safety, whatever. But in the safe confines of their family, when they know these people are going to love them no matter what, to a certain extent, I do agree with that. Like they, they take the opportunity. When I it's think presented. until you've walked a mile in that person's shoes, you should. It's dangerous to put what you believe their motivation for being hurt is. And I think if every day you struggle to have your identity recognized, and the people closest to you keep getting it wrong, it hurts even more. I will accept that. I, 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 I I'm a big believer in. The humility of not having worked walked in someone else's shoes, and I and I will I agree with you. And, and and what I'm saying doesn't apply to every case. On the other hand, I would counsel people on this journey. Hey, I've messed up gingers too. Yeah, like, I would counsel on the journey. Say, you know what? People are going. Even your closest friends are going to get this wrong. Like a lot of it comes into a lot of it can be diffused by <clears throat> talking about it and and going and and explaining. Was listen when somebody does that, it probably it's probably. They, they probably love you, you know. Don't get excited about it. R laugh it off, you know. It's going to take a while. Eventually, eventually, people do get out of the habit. This Listen, I had a friend who changed, Raj. You know Raj, the singer? Mm -hmm. he, his name was always Pete. Pete? I, his name was Pete. He changed his name to Raj. I could not. I used to call him Pete. Like, I constantly would mistake him, call him Pete. And then finally, I stopped. Finally, finally it, really? it, it, the neural pathways, because it is kind of neural pathways. Finally, the new pathways formed and I it seems even weird to call him Pete now but I remember for like a year after he changed his name to Raj huh. I kept calling him Pete you'd think it's even twice as hard to get some get used to someone's new gender right I mean it's not like it's, well, it's, but it, again that's that's not on the person right it's on the audience well they the, the, no it's on the person in the sense that everybody's responsible for being reasonable about what a human being is capable of the fact is I don't think people are capable of unless they are want them to actually stop before they ever address you but in the scheme of things, our brain does this for us way too fast for us to be able to stop it. 
and you come out with the wrong thing because you've done it a thousand times before because you lived with this person for 18 years and it was your daughter and now you say she you know you're not even thinking about it i mean one one interesting thing about that i used to be a kindergarten teacher in china and the kids chose their own english names and oftentimes they would halfway through the year halfway through the semester whatever they would just decide oh i don't like that name i'm this now and maybe it was because i didn't grow up with them or uh i i didn't spend decades around them but it wasn't that difficult for me to adjust to their new names but also in the times when i messed up they they would respond to it. They didn't even it didn't even register with them. Now, uh, I don't know how that's reflective of this, but I mean, I don't know. Like you said, they haven't uh, five year olds and six year olds likely haven't been through the same experiences, sometimes horrible experiences that a transgender person has. And so they're not going to take the same offense when they're called their old name. Do you see what I'm saying? I think you guys should have a trans person on the show. I would love to. Yeah. Definitely. Sometimes you you need to meet someone and talk it oh, through. But I, we have. I, I have yeah. way more yeah. experience with trans people than 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 I'm than you realize. <laughs> yeah, I, me I, too. I actually grew up in the village. Then it appears. Yeah. I hear you, but you also. <laughs> I used to hang out at life. You were trying really hard not to fire someone because they were reacting badly to being misgendered. Now, now right? you see how you you didn't. You, you no, told, I don't you think this is no, not the same. Yeah. To Hold on. Yeah, you told. You see how you totally. What well, made you nervous though? I get no, you. you totally twisted my story. No, no, no this is you. not. Yeah. What I said that, was, I, said, I, like, I, I didn't. I never thought about firing them for that. I didn't care. I, I, I. They were actually then started not doing their job, and they actually got away with things that someone who didn't have any issues around them wouldn't have been able to get away with i held my fire because i was worried about the consequences the legal consequences of what would it of, of being that all of a sudden it would become and that's happening uh, it, it actually happened with raj i remember I, he came late he came late he came late he came was like over i said that's it pete you're, you're out of here <laughs> no no this is when he was pete i said that's it pete i gotta fire you because just because i'm black I'm like, oh my God, like, and all, yeah. and all of a sudden, no, 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 no. And it couldn't, I mean, I, I, said, I, I remember saying, I remember I was sitting in the lobby though, I'm like, if it was because you're black, I would have never fucking hired you. Like, really? <laughs> like, what, like, I'm going to hire a black guy just to be able to fire him because he's black? What fucking sense does that make? But, it's an uh, interesting question. I'm curious to know of you. You said that... Uh, but every employer worries about these things. Right, right. And you said that after... Uh, X didn't show up to work. You were made nervous because could you face a lawsuit, whatever. Knowing that now, in the context of him, her being um, feeling that there was that people weren't right quickly enough accepting the thing, then being fired, I was afraid that there there was the makings there to throw them together and and bring something against Correct. their boss. So uh, if you had known, about that. if you had known then what you know now. Would you have gone up to this person and had the same conversation about come to work dressed however you want, knowing yes, that? Yes, yes, I would have. And by the way, to be fair to this person, because I'm not saying they would have done that. They probably wouldn't have done that. You know, when you when you are a boss, you worry about things. You're not saying it's likely to happen. Like, let's say there's a 5% chance. You know what? It's not worth the risk. Let's just let this play out a little bit longer. You know, this was a nice person. I said I saw her uh, at Adam's funeral, and... We were very, there was no, not even a hint of resentment. You know, if anything, she kind of hung her head down because she knew she didn't show up to work. Well, in so, her defense, she was at a funeral, so maybe she was. Sad. No, no. <laughs> so it might have been a total. It, it probably was a total false alarm on my part. I'm just 
kind of just making the the point that you know this atmosphere it creates uncertainty on every side of the thing and and i i in, in so many ways there are there are people who who always feel and these are trump voters a lot who feel that they're being accused of bigotry all the time i'm not a fucking bigot don't you know i i saw 50 people dying in a in in i live in i live in florida i saw 50 people being killed whatever in in a, in a nightclub in was it 50 people in orlando 52 52 why are you just talking to me no no and <laughs> and now you know i'm i'm worried about these you know isis uh, and i see what happened in germany by a, 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 a and i'm worried about islamic terrorism coming into the you're an anti-muslim bigot no i'm really not an anti-muslim bigot. but don't tell me bigot because i'm worried about it you know they spent did you hear, they spent so much money at the times square yeah uh, thing this year big sand trucks to avoid the, the new trend now is, is plowing big vehicles into crowds right mm -hmm. yeah and then they so then so they they create this whole thing around it and then nothing happens on times square and then some, Obama will then say to his cabinet, you see, more people die in bathtub accidents than die in terrorism. Yeah, except that maybe we don't want to live where we have to put, you know, spend billions of dollars every New Year's Eve putting sand trucks all around everything. So let's figure this out and let's leave the bigotry accusations out of it because it's not so easy. These are not so easy questions. That's a, and and, and, and the, the, the transgender, the sexual, it all fits the same pattern where... But we're, but don't you think that we're good people? I can I tell you one more story because I told I had a when I was growing up. How old are you? Thirty eight. Went thirty. Maybe you're too young. When I was growing up, there was only one word to describe Chinese people and their descendants. Oh Lord! <laughs> Funny you said it. it was Oriental. <laughs> it's, it's, it kills me that you guys are laughing. It was the only no, because word. Because he said, "Oh Lord." I know. It's the it's the only it was the only word. And uh, in I remember the in in White Plains the store was was or, Oriental uh, souvenirs and even even today in Chinatown is like Oriental delight and Oriental this and uh, Oriental chicken salad I mean it was it was the only word there was no word Asian it was not pejorative in the least nobody ever used the word it was chink all those were jap those were, there was nobody ever used Oriental as an insult ever yeah and one day we woke up and you were supposed to say Asian. And early on, somebody referred to somebody as Oriental. Somebody else, and a waitress came to me crying, a Chinese girl, Hope, crying that somebody had used the word Oriental. I'm like, what are you crying about? Like, did, <laughs> did, did they use it as an insult? Was there was there some was there something about it which showed like that they intended? Like there was some hate? Was there anything other than just an old like? And I was a kid. The I would hear black guys say colored. The color. I remember Earl, our doorman, was the color. You know. I never took that as an anti-black slur from his mouth. I knew you weren't supposed to say color, but that he was, that's like, and she was real tears, real emotion, which is, and it was one of the things I always think about. We say, we have to respect people's anger. No, I'm sorry. Shoot me. I don't always respect people's anger. I respect anger coupled with some kind of story that I can say, yes, that makes sense. But she was genuine. What? She was it, being genuine. Yes, yeah, she, she's, she was also kind of programmed. She's, she, like, actually, when I started talking to her about it, you could see she's like, yeah, I guess you. I guess you. I guess it's not like like she never really. I saw like uh. there was no other word for this. It was never used as an insult. It's actually now Deep Blue's Indian, right? Now he's Asian, right? So That's it right. was actually more accurate in the sense that if somebody was Oriental, you knew it was like I say Chinese and their descendants. Right. Now my wife's Indian. Now she's Asian too. It's, it doesn't even make. It's not even a. It's not even an accurate change. And and there was no reason for it. There was nobody in every. So you're Asian now. 
Yeah, I have been Asian. That's, ah. that's the bubble I fill on all the forms. Now he's Asian. Yeah. So now, now we don't. Now there's no difference between him and someone who's Chinese. Ma Middle Eastern are white. Speaking of the forms, uh, so are. Have you ever looked at an Indian's DNA? They're like brown white people. They're not. Yeah, they, no. they have nothing in common with people from Asia, with, with Chinese people. From but Asia. I mean, in application, you know that, right? Uh, we no, that's. Uh, I love that. I love hearing that. They're yeah. considered it's considered Caucasian. Yeah. Oh yeah, I have heard that. Yeah. yeah. I don't for feel, us, I don't for us, we're supposed to fill up applications say white, and then you show yeah, up. Yeah. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, what Not, is it? I mean, I know you don't believe in genetics, but 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 still, uh, there is there is. Uh, I believe that I have a genetic propensity to be kind of bald and kind of short. <laughs> that, that is genetic. So these things, you know, just as a, I always tell Stephen that it's not fair because you live for a while. And you have all these kind of experiences and you just begin to become very skeptical of a lot of things. I know I'm supposed to believe this way, but there was that time hope came to me. And I, am I supposed to pretend like somebody, it, it's just, it's just absurd. Like at, at what day was everybody supposed to understand that Asian went from being the polite term that you used when you were being respectful to, to a sign of bigotry? In the summer of 1986. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's, that's practically when it was. Well, pretty close. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it depends how you say it. Oh, so and my point was that so the same way transgender thing, I, I would advise in the same way I would advise a, a Chinese girl that say, listen, I, you don't need to get furious with somebody who obviously with no ill intention and from who's out of habit because they grew up for the first 40 years of their life where that was the only term. If they slip and say Oriental, it doesn't, you know, you can just laugh it off and, and you know, you could. Okay, you I'm can just say, let it go, I'm too. Gonna, it's not I'm the gonna, end of the world. I'm going to say something, but I don't want you set, to set you off, but I'm going to say it anyway. Oh. <laughs> um, go for it. When you seem to be like to be set off, so maybe it's not such a bad thing. I think the, <laughs> I more, the more privilege you have... Uh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the, more, the more privilege you have, the harder it is to understand the suffering of others because it's hard to put yourselves in their experience. Um, it takes almost a cognitive dissonance, right, to like to step outside of what you know or what you believe to be right, true, uh, the right word, the right reaction, um, and to really understand how whatever it is you did or said or think may affect that other person, particularly if they are a kind of minority that you're not, right? I agree with that. Yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Have, I wouldn't use the word privilege, but I, I basically agree with you. But but I, I with this particular girl, I don't think that's what was it I think there's another way to it also it's not it's, I don't think it has to do with it I think the more experience you have in life and being involved in comedy especially you know where you understand that nothing is really we gotta wrap it up good Go yeah Go nothing ahead. sorry see when no, I no, talk, no no when I talk we have to wrap it up being involved in comedy nothing is really Jews <laughs> Jews that's what happened in the UN <laughs> when Arafat was talking it's like we gotta wrap it up <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> this is the second last last week I was I was Finish I had thing. a joke, you know, for for Manny's memories. And I was preparing for it for a whole day and he ruined it for me. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Go, go <laughs> I would never it. forgive you. No, I'm saying like being involved in comedy, like him being the owner of comedy seller and being like hanging out with the comedians all the time, talking about comedies about crossing lines and all that, you know. So sometimes you, you see things from a different perspective a little bit, you know. Like, like for me, I don't get offended since I start working here. I don't get offended from certain jokes anymore or certain, you know, you actually know that if people talk about you on a certain level, they actually care about this and they actually studied a lot of things about it. They have an opinion about it. So I think that's, that's why it's a little different for, for us.
Listen, you know, the, the first thing, we, the first thing, a, we got to wrap it I, up. I agree with you. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> we got to wrap it up, man. The first thing a, 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 I think a human ought, ought to require of themselves before they get angry is try to determine what they think was in a person's heart. What was their intentions? Someone can have the worst intentions and use perfectly acceptable language towards you. Yeah. And that person deserves a lot more of your anger than the person who loves you, who by accident calls you oriental it, it what's in a person's heart is the essence of whether they're bigoted or not you know yeah. and it's got to start there and it's not if we too 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 rarely does anybody even ask that question all yeah. they want to know is he said the n-word well, wait 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 but you know what was it and i've seen here at the comedy cellar where situation would happen where we're sitting in the back with the comedian's table and we're joking and stuff like that and somebody crossed the line and nothing happens but yet somebody crossed the line with one of his employees, a busboy, and I've seen that. And he will step up and is like, do not talk to people like this or take as firm action. So it really has to do a lot also with the people, how they're going to take it, you know, like, and the environment you're in it, you know. It's so, funny, you know, I, I probably the wrong impression, but he knows this. Just, I'm actually, I don't practice what I preach. I'm actually very intolerant of people getting too comfortable with their language among races and stuff in the in the place remember on new year's eve i i had something uh, with, yeah. I, and i and i i i just i'm just trying to see things for what they are but I'm, i don't you know I, i'm i'm kind of the left on this stuff i don't like people becoming over familiar with the way they talk to each other with their language and stuff yeah. like that sure. I, I think it's dehumanizing in a way i don't like people even focusing on what everybody is like i someone was there you're the black guy it's like it's, it's not even a healthy thing it, it, we're still it, gonna look it's at divisive. you as a Jew. it's divisive to our country just that people define themselves so much in terms of their ethnicity i like this our country let's end it at our <laughs> our so if somebody i was, wanna... I was talking to him, him and her. <laughs> i knew you were gonna say <laughs> so if somebody uh, so can you share your contact uh, and uh if somebody want to help or get involved or anything yes yep. please so we have a, a lot of opportunities for volunteering whether you are a lawyer or not um Sometimes it's volunteer translation services. Sometimes it's helping us stuff envelopes. Like it's not always like the the most glorious thing in the world, but it always feels good to do it. Mm -hmm. um, it's just immigrationequality.org. There's a contact us button. Um, if people need help, we'll find them a lawyer. If they have resources to provide, uh, th that's the <coughs> easiest way to, to contact us. Perfect. Thank you so much. Maybe and we can, we can give a donation. I'd love a donation <laughs> individually for all listeners and. Yeah. Immigrant. He's saying he's not going to stuff envelopes. <laughs> no, I, was, I was saying that I was actually going to ask Stephen to stuff envelopes for you. No, right. I, I, no I, uh, I, I can't stuff envelopes, but I, I will donate something. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. If you have any operations, I can do that. Okay. You know, if you want. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, it's a lo lo much longer than we usually go. Yes. Thank you. Have My a pleasure. good night, everybody. You were listening to Live from America podcast. To contact us, please go to www.livefromamericapodcast.com. Brought to you by the Comedy Cellar and Rethink Production.